Welcome to the Mummy Fit Time podcast, a place for busy women to find the secrets towards being the best version of themselves, both in physical and mental health. Join me, Nikki Kinnearum, your host and health advocate, as we discover why you might be feeling a certain way, how to move past this, and step into the version of you that brings you the most happiness. Not every woman's journey is the same, but through this podcast, I've no doubt that you will uncover things about yourself and have a little fun along the way. Hello and a big welcome uh, to the Mummy Fit Time podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Nikki Kinnearum, and I am here today to talk to you about the do's and don'ts for post-birth recovery when it comes to exercise. Last episode of the podcast, I spoke about exercise during pregnancy. So this episode is around uh, how to help you recover quickly post-birth. Uh, and how you can then move towards exercise. So before I go into the do's and don'ts, I want to talk to you about your pre-baby body. Millions of new mums across the world are set on getting back to how they were before they had the little ones. Have you ever heard of the term, get my body back? It's a term I absolutely hate uh, because our body never really went anywhere. Our body has been there the whole time. It's just that you've grown a baby and your body has changed as a result. But the problem is that your body is not the same. And for many, it is unfeasible to get back to a pre-baby body. The good news is that there are ways you can work towards being healthier, healthier, happier and stronger without having to go after that unattainable goal of get my body back. So This is what society expects a new mum to do. We've all seen what happens when a celebrity or social media influencer gets pregnant. They continue to work out and follow whatever healthy eating plan they preach about for the entire pregnancy and often don't gain much weight. They kick off a hardcore pre-baby body effort the second that they're home from the hospital and within mere months of giving birth, they have shredded abs and waltz around in active wear and bikinis. Does that sound familiar? Have you seen that happen with um, celebrities or social media influencers? There's nothing wrong with that. And if someone who does seem to bounce back, especially if it's part of their job to stay fit, but the big problem is that this is not something that everyone can achieve. Even the old saying of uh, nine months on, nine months off is unrealistic because everyone has a different experience. For me personally, it's five years later and I'm still carrying some baby weight. And you know what? That's okay. That's, that's how my body is now and I love my body. Um, but expecting every single mom to get back to this pre-baby body within a specific period of time is really ludicrous. All it does is put more pressure on someone who has already had more than enough on their plate. That person is already at home with a newborn and adjusting to mum life, whether it be with their first baby or second baby, third baby, and so on. There's a lot going on there. You're recovering from this major thing of having birth, which is pretty much the equivalent of having surgery. Even if you have had a cesarean or not, it's the same impact on the body. 
And so then expecting, I mean, you wouldn't expect someone that's gone in for say leg surgery to come out of hospital and to immediately get back to where they were before they went into the hospital. There's a recovery process. And so we want to take away that expectation that you need to bounce back um, or get into your pre-baby body. So one of the big things is your body is recalibrating after pregnancy and birth. Pregnancy and birth have some major physiological effects on your body. So once you've had your baby, it takes time for your body to find its equilibrium again. This includes balancing out your hormones, finding your new center of balance and adjusting to a reduced demand on your uterus or from your uterus, because for nine months, your uterus was trying to grow a baby. Your metabolism has changed as well. So along with your needs, one of the things that changes during pregnancy um, and lactation as well. So lactation is uh, when you're breastfeeding is your metabolism. And this is because you're physiologically responsible for keeping that little human alive as well as morally. So once your bubba is born, your metabolism drops down. Sometimes it will drop lower than your pre-pregnancy because you may have lost some muscle mass during the pregnancy. So regaining your pre-baby physique is often not as easy as working out and eating how you did before your pregnancy. You might have heard that breastfeeding melts the kilos off. And although this is true for some women, it isn't the case for others. I remember many people telling me, because uh, I put on um, quite a lot of weight when I was pregnant with my first, so many people told me that it's okay, you're breastfeeding, it will just melt off. And it didn't, that weight didn't melt off. That's okay. It happens for some women, it doesn't happen for others. But there is a reason why some women lose weight after birth quite easily. And others struggle. Sorry, that not there is a re that there is a reason. This is another reason why some women can lose weight after birth quite easily and others struggle. Me personally, I was the one that struggled there, even though I was breastfeeding. So that's my soapbox uh, around getting your pre-baby body back. So let's chat about how you can help your body recover post-birth. So I'm not going to go into a lot of detail here around return to exercise, um, but there are two things you can start doing in the first few weeks of post-pregnancy, and that is working on your pelvic floor. So what is your pelvic floor? Your pelvic floor refers to the sling of muscles that support your pelvic organs. So that's your bladder, your bowel, and your uterus, and span the bottom of your pelvis. All women have a pelvic floor, and men do too. And as with all muscles, if they are not worked regularly, they can weaken with age. So pelvic floor weakness is not just limited to ladies who have had a baby. Um, any woman or any man, um, if you're not working your pelvic floor regularly, um, you will um, uh, possibly develop weakness as you age. After the age, after you've turned 30 years of age, you lose something between 5 to 10% of your muscle mass per decade if you're not training those particular muscles. So think of your pelvic floor as a muscle. If you're not regularly training it, you will lose some of that strength as you age. So the good news is that like other muscles in your body, your pelvic floor muscles can be trained 
and it will become stronger with a regular exercise program. So strengthening your pelvic floor muscles can help you with improved bladder and bowel control. So think like sneezing, jumping, or um, making it to the toilet in time. It can reduce the risk of prolapse. So in women, this may be felt as a bulge in the vagina or um, a feeling of heaviness, discomfort, pulling, dragging, or dropping even. And um, it can improve recovery from childbirth um, and any uh, gynecological surgery that you might have had. And also working on your pelvic floor muscles can increase sexual sensation and orgasmic potential. Now, if there's any reason to work on your pelvic floor, that's a key one there. So working on your pelvic floor, basically what you want to do is um, you want to squeeze around your anus as if you're trying to stop wind. So excuse me, I'm going to get very graphic here. So uh, just uh, bear with me. To work the pelvic floor, squeeze around your anus like you're trying to stop passing wind. Squeeze the vagina like you were trying to keep a tampon in. And squeeze around the urethra, so where you eat, as if you were trying to stop the flow of urine. All at the same time. So what you should feel is a tightening and lift as if you were pulling everything down there upwards. There's three main ways to work your pelvic floor. And that is by doing a long hold. That's a tighten and you hold for say up to 10 seconds. You might do quick flicks, with a, which is a series of um, where you tighten and release quickly, tighten and release quickly. And again, you could do up to 10 in a row. Now I say 10 seconds and I say 10 in a row, but for a lot of women, particularly after they've had a baby, it might only be three seconds. And then there's the relaxation. That's the feeling you get when you tighten and then release. So you can feel this best when you exhale. And this is one particularly good one to work on if you, um, uh, 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 in, through pregnancy uh, and there's bit less bearing down. So I'm going to say that again. I got my words completely mixed around. It's a good, the relaxation feeling is a good one to work on um, during pregnancy um, because there's less bearing down, pushing and pressure on your pelvic floor during labor. But it's also a good one to work on if you've been identified as having a tight pelvic floor. So for a lot of women, it is common for them to go, I can't feel my pelvic floor working. And I'm talking, um, say postnatally after you've had a baby here, I can't feel my pelvic floor working. I can't feel that pulling up sensation. And that might be because you've got a really tight pelvic floor already. Your muscles are like permanently on, permanently trying to hold everything together. Think of it like a bicep curl. So it's kind of like um, constantly flexing your biceps. Now, women's health physiotherapists are wonderful. They will be able to identify whether you have a, a tight pelvic floor or uh, what areas of your pelvic floor that you need to work on. So I do encourage you after you've had a baby to see a women's health physiotherapist because they will um, definitely help you with your post-birth recovery around your pelvic floor and also around your abdominals, which I'll talk about in a second. 
But I wanted to just before I move on, I just wanted to say with your pelvic floor that um, you can commence working on your pelvic floor muscles two to three days after birth, provided that there is no pain associated with working them. So let's, I mentioned um, abdominals a moment ago. Let's talk about your deep abdominal exercises. So diastasis recti, it's very common during and following pregnancy. And what it is, it's the splitting of your abdominus muscles down the middle. So this occurs because the uterus stretches the muscles in the abdomen to accommodate your growing baby. And it's important to make sure that your muscles have healed before you do any vigorous abdominal exercises, such as uh, doing crunches or full sit-ups, um, Russian twists or anything like that. So to, be to begin the healing process, you can start to strengthen the deepest muscle layer, which is called your transversus abdominis. So your transverse abdominis is basically... Um, the, the deep core layer of your muscles. You've got three areas of your abdominals. You've got your rectus abdominis, which is the six pack area. You've got your obliques, which are wrap around the side of your body. And then your transverse abdominis, which runs from uh, just under your rib cage all the way down to your pelvis and is responsible for pulling everything in tightly. So you can perform um, and this particular exercise that I'm going to talk to you, you can do this laying down, sitting, standing, or even on your hands and knees. And I find doing it on your hands and knees a really great way because you can feel the sensation of what I'm about to walk you through. So the most simple way is um, to imagine that you're putting on a pair of tight jeans. So, you know, when you're putting on a pair of tight jeans, you pull your tum tummy muscles um, in towards your spine. Okay. So as though you're trying to get that button done up and you've got to squeeze and pull your tummy backwards, draw your tummy to that spine and hold for 10 seconds. Now I mentioned before, um, I find this a really good one if you're on your hands and knees, because you're pulling, it's a drawing up sensation. Then you're drawing your belly from your belly button down to your pelvis, pulling that upwards towards your back. And when you're on your hands and knees, you can really feel that sensation. But another great way of doing it is when you're laying on your back and just popping your hands on your belly and feel your belly go inwards, down towards your spine. It's not a tightening of the muscles. So it's not um, feeling your muscles tighten. It's feeling them draw downwards. And you can hold for up to 10 seconds. So that's a really great way of uh, trying to, to, to build up your, your strength within your abdominals and really help with um, the diastasis recti, which is the splitting of your abdominals, of your abdominal muscles. So by doing those simple abdominal exercises, it helps to uh, bring everything back together um, and get your core functioning well again. So they're just two things that you can be doing post-pregnancy, uh, post um, which will help your body with its recovery. So we've got your pelvic floor and working on your transverse abdominis, which is uh, those inner core muscles. So I hope this, is, hope this has given you a little bit of insight into uh, how you can help your body uh, heal in the first couple of weeks after pregnancy. When it comes to exercise, um, 
yes, do your pelvic floor, do your abdominal strengthening. But when it comes to exercise, don't jump into exercise too soon. Uh, I know that it can be really, really tempting to just go, right, okay, I'm ready to jump in. I'm ready to get fit again. I'm ready to be back where I was. Now, I spoke uh, at the beginning of that this podcast around the mindset around that. But um, when it comes to um, it, the time of getting back into exercise, for your first week after you've had a baby, focusing on your recovery, focusing on your pelvic floor, abdominal strengthening and recovering your body. And then allow that recovery to keep taking place, keep resting, keep looking after your body. And that can be up to two weeks, around the two week mark. You might consider doing some walking or you might even feel you're up to this at the one week mark. Some light walking. So uh, just gentle movements. Keep doing that up until about week six, where you then might uh, introduce some uh, light resistance training, some light strength work. But please don't go jumping in at six weeks and going, right, I'm going to go running or right, I'm going to go back to lifting that 50 kilos that I was doing in the gym before pregnancy. You might be able to do that. And if you feel that you would like to do that and you're ready to do that, I strongly, strongly suggest you have a chat to a women's health physio so that they can do an assessment to make sure that your body is able to do that. But for the majority of the women, we're not celebrities. We don't have a 24-7 trainer that is able to train us and cook for us and um, help us with our postpartum recovery. Take a more gentler approach. And it might be up to uh, four or five months post-recovery before you can even consider doing any jumping movements, which can place a lot of pressure on your pelvic floor. So just keep that in mind. Take it as an easy, um, easy ease, <laughs> a gentle ease, going back into your exercise uh, post-pregnancy. That is super duper important. And if you need guidance, uh, speak to a women's health uh, physiotherapist, or you might like to engage with a, um, a personal trainer that has qualifications in postnatal, working with postnatal women, because they will be able to provide you safe guidance for your return to exercise. If you've got any questions or you would like to um, uh, get more resources, you can always head on over to my website. The link is in the show notes um, and there's some extra resources there around uh, postpartum recovery and uh, exercising in those days uh, following pregnancy, those days, those weeks, those months following pregnancy. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast. And thanks for listening. This episode was brought to you by Reset and Thrive, a place for tired, time-poor and overwhelmed women who want to change their health, fitness or lifestyle, but getting there seems impossible. They don't want the guilt because they can't find time, hate the feelings of desperation when they look in the mirror and are over the constant exhaustion. Reset and Thrive is a holistic membership that provides a clear guide that helps you to develop strategies towards achieving your ideal you. It's a path that supports you to reset, build on and take action towards your daily health and self-care practices to form long-term habits and ultimately thrive. 
It's a place where you are supported by women on a similar journey, obtain coaching and guidance and to be held accountable without worrying that you are failing or not doing enough. We're all busy. Reset and Thrive meets you where you're at and helps you to grow in your health at your own pace. As a member of Reset and Thrive, moving towards your ideal health, fitness or lifestyle becomes achievable and importantly, sustainable. Doors will be opening soon to Reset and Thrive. So if you haven't done so already, pop on over to my website uh, and uh, sign up to the waitlist so that you can be one of the first to know when doors open next for Reset and Thrive. If you enjoyed this episode of the Mummy Fit Time podcast, I would love for you to head on over to Apple iTunes and leave a review. By doing so, it helps to spread the word and the message about what I have to offer the women of the world and how I can help them improve their own health and fitness journey. Thanks again for listening to this episode and I look forward to catching you on the next episode of the Mummy Fit Time podcast.